Coming up. See, it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to apply it. That's true. All right, you know, and, and y'all may have heard, I know I did, my mama tell me to do something, and I say, I know, mama. And then she said, well, if you knew, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> right? And so God is saying the same thing to us. If you know, then why aren't you doing it? Yeah. That's wisdom. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Have you found yourself in a situation where you've received conflicting invitations? Believe it or not, you experience this even more than you realize. Join us as Pastor Rob and Carolyn unpack some timely truths about the practical and internal conflicts we face and how to make wiser choices. Here's part one of the message, Two conflicting invitations. Proverbs 9, verses 1 through 18. And uh, again, I'm reading from the New Century Version. So it reads, Wisdom has built her house. She has made it seven columns. She has prepared her food and wine. She has set her table. She has sent out her servant girls and she calls out from the highest place in the city. She says to those who are uneducated, come in here, you foolish people. Stop your foolish ways and you will live. Come and eat my food and drink the wine I have prepared. Stop your foolish ways and you will live. Take the road of understanding. If you correct someone who makes fun of wisdom, you will be insulted. If you correct an evil person, you will get hurt. Do not correct those who make fun of wisdom or they will hate you, but correct the wise and they will love you. Teach the wise and they will become even wiser. Teach good people and they will learn even more. Wisdom begins with respect for the Lord and understanding begins with knowing the Holy One. If you live wisely, you will live a long time. Wisdom will add years to your life. The wise person is rewarded by wisdom, but whoever makes fun of wisdom will suffer for it. Foolishness is like a loud woman. She does not have wisdom or knowledge. She sits at the door of her house at the highest place in the city. She calls out to those who are passing by, who are going along minding their own business. She says to those who are uneducated, come in here, you foolish people. Stolen water is sweeter and food eaten in secret tastes better. But these people don't know that everyone who goes there dies, that her guests end up deep in the grave. Amen. Amen. Our topic for today is two Conflicting invitations. Two conflicting invitations. Amen. Amen. And so we, uh, when we think about, first of all, invitations, sometime when we receive them, they are conflicting. We get invited to be somewhere in two different places on the same day. 
at the same time. I know if you've been living a little while, you've been there. You, yeah. You've had that dilemma. Yeah. <clears throat> where you got an, uh, at least two invitations that conflicted. This is especially happening. It happens on the job. Um, you know, we got Outlook calendars and uh, whatever in our email calendars. And, and um, sometimes we get invited to mess meetings that conflict. Especially more now since we are online. online. Exactly. It's really crazy. But even when we were in person, it was a problem. Yeah. Um, and uh, in person, you you know, we couldn't uh, we couldn't be both places at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't. We, it wasn't even possible to do it. And so, uh, but online. Uh, sometime we think that uh, we can do it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit more about that um, um, later. But anyway, when I received these two conflicting invitations and for meeting notices, I have to make a decision. I have to decline one and accept another. Yeah. And I got to decide how I'm going to do that. Sometimes I make that decision based upon what I know my boss wants me to do. What are my boss's priorities? I got to make a decision and say, okay, this meeting is more important than that one. So we'll address that a little bit more later. But what I want to do today is give you some advice on how to handle uh, two conflicting invitations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) First of all, write this down. Uh, what not to do <laughs> when you receive two conflicting invitations. What not to do. The first thing is this. Do not be like Adam and Eve. Do not be like Adam and Eve. You guys know the story. Uh, they chose the words of a snake. <laughs> over the words of God. Uh, don't be like Adam and Eve. <laughs> don't choose the words of a snake <laughs> over the words of God when you get yeah. the two conflicting invitations. There's a lot of snakes out there. There's a lot of snakes out there. <laughs> That's right. Um, here in Genesis 2, 16 to 17, it says this. <clears throat> And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Mm -hmm. So God gave Adam an invitation to eat of any tree in the garden, except one of them. That that was the invite. That was the, 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 uh, the invitation, the permission he gave. Yeah. Then, but in Genesis 3, 4, and 5, it says this. You will not certainly die. This is the snake talking. Mm -hmm. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Mm -hmm. So you see the snake invitation was you're not going to die. You'll be like God. Mm -hmm. And you'll know good and good from evil. Mm -hmm. God's invitation was you will die. (laughs) You can eat all these trees, but don't eat that one. If you do, you will die and and you will certainly die. Yeah. God says. 
these invitations weren't the same. They were conflicting. And we know how the story ended up. (laughs) In fact, we are living in the results of the story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your back hurt because Mm -hmm. of this story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your foot hurt. Mm-hmm. Your, your head hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you you suffer because of this story. Mm-hmm. And so we know how it ends up. Amen. So don't be like Adam and Eve. The second thing I want to tell you and how what to do, uh, what not to do um, when it comes to conflicting invitation is don't pretend like there's no conflict. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend like there's no conflict. Isaiah 520 says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So here Isaiah says, woe, when we see woe, that means it's a warning. It's a warning. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, I wanna warn you against calling evil good, and calling good evil, darkness light and light darkness, yeah. or calling bitter sweet or sweet bitter. I want to warn you, there's some consequences when you do that. Yeah. So what we can't do is act like it's no conflict when there is clear conflict. Conflict. Mm-hmm. That's what we can't do. But some of us on Zoom, since you know we mentioned Zoom earlier. Yeah. We try to act like there's no conflict when we have conflicting meetings. Um, you know, we mute our mic and turn off the camera <laughs> on one meeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And then the other meeting, you know, we'll show the mic. We can be on. We can be on the mic on our laptop, and then one on our iPad or our phone, and we can be in two meetings at the same time yeah. with one of them, one mic muted, camera off. <laughs> and listening on the other one, and we think we're 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 it. We think we're attending both meetings. Yeah. The truth is, you're not in either one of them, really. Right. You really, right. you're really not. Yeah. On paper, you might be. Uh, you know, they may see your name on the roster. Um, you might even put something in the chat. But really, you checked out of one of them at well, one at yeah, one time it's or the other. It's impossible to hear everything you need to hear. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's so right. funny, I didn't even talk to you about that. Somebody did that last week in one of our Zoom meetings. They said, oh, I got called to another meeting, but I'm going to try to be in both. <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking, how is that possible? That's a problem for me. I'm sometimes in a Zoom meeting and somebody come through the house here and say something to me. And I go, huh? And I start talking and, and, you know, I get caught up in that. Yeah. Right. And so how is, how is that possible? But that just happened last week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so really you can't be engaged and fully there. Um, Now to truth be told before zoom, before zoom, folks was trying to do both too. Even when we were in person, um, for instance, you know, there's been people who've been in church, Sitting in the pew with an earpiece in their ear. <laughs> what? With People a, actually did that? Oh yeah, earpiece ear in your ear, listening to the ball game. <laughs> sitting, sitting in church, uh, or you, you go out to the lobby where you can hear over the loudspeaker um, the service, and then you put an earpiece, or you get on your phone, or you check your social media to see what the score of the game, because 
church is conflicting with the game, right? Mm -hmm. And so some people have tried to be at church and watch the game or stay in tune with the game at the same time, you know, at the same time. You know, I I, I, I had, um, and, and I, I'll share this because um, uh, it was a pivotal moment. And I think I shared this with y'all at some point before. Uh, but a brother of mine, brother, we, we have a you know, strong brother of mine. I remember one day I, it was it was a conflict like that. In fact, it was the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and it was Super Bowl happened be happened to be on first Sunday, <laughs> and and we were we were at church for communion service or something, and Super Bowl going on, and I was in the lobby. Uh, somebody tried to talk to me about the game. And I and I, I was trying to be committed to God. I was trying, y'all. I was trying hard, <laughs> and they 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 wanted to talk about the game. And I, in my effort to try, and I was trying with tenacity, I unlovingly said, "I ain't got time for that." <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to talk about the game, and I was trying to focus on the things of God. And I I, I kind of you know meanly told him, "I don't want to hear that, man." It wasn't loving, um, but he he really he respected it, and to this day he'll he'll mention it. He said, "Rob, I remember when you told me," <laughs> and I tell him, and I would tell him, I said, "Man, I I know I I didn't do it lovingly." He said, "No, I needed it. I needed it the way you gave it to me. That's how I needed it. It it rubbed me wrong initially, but when I thought about it, I realized you was right. Yeah, you were right. I should not have been focusing." on that at that time. That wasn't the time for that. Yeah. Amen. And so many have tried and do try to be in church and still listening and in tune with what's going on outside the church, yeah. either through the radio or their cell phone mm -hmm. and checking the, the social media uh, runs and mm -hmm. everything to stay abreast of whatever's going on out there. That's when, a skill too. You got, <laughs> that's something you gotta learn. That's a skill yeah. to stay focused. On what's happening, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So we can't pretend like mm -hmm. there's there's no conflict when there really is, and we have to decide what's most important. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, B, write this down. I want to tell you now what to do when you receive two conflicting invitations. What to do when you receive conflicting invitations. Mm -hmm. Number one, write this down. Let wisdom rule the day. Let wisdom rule the day. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. Yeah. Uh, let's make sure we understand what the text is telling us. It's telling us that wisdom is the principal thing. Mm -hmm. It is the primary thing. It is the first thing yeah. to get to be wise, to get to get wisdom. Mm -hmm. okay? it, it's, it's the principal thing. And it goes on to tell you and, and what wisdom is, what wisdom is, is applied knowledge. Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge. It's not the ability. It's the applying of knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's wisdom. See, it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to apply it. That's true. 
right? You know, and, and y'all may have heard, I know I did. My mama tell me to do something and I say, I know, mama. And then she said, well, if you knew, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> <laughs> right? And so God is saying the same thing to us. If you know, then why aren't you doing it? Man. That's wisdom, right? And it's telling us it's the principal thing. Mm-hmm. So let wisdom rule the day. Then look what it says. And then uh, other thing I want to say is that you got to get understanding too. Mm-hmm. And 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 we're gonna talk about that in a second. Um, more about that. Ecclesiastes eight five b. Look what eight, Ecclesiastes eight five b says. Those who are wise will find a time and a way to do what is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all see that? <laughs> Those who are wise will find a time and a way to do the right thing. Okay. In other words, the wise won't keep making excuses on why they're not doing the right thing. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. And, 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 if, and in fact, if wisdom is the principal thing, then the wise understand that. And they not only understand it, they live that way. And this is why they will find a way and a time to do the right thing, because they know that wisdom is the principal thing. And they're living it out. Mm-hmm. Look what Psalms 111.10 says. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. So the fear, meaning not fright, but the respect and the reverence of God is the beginning of wisdom. And that's where it starts. And you gain a good understanding, just as it says in Proverbs 4, 7, you get a good understanding by doing what God says. So what happens is you, you, we can learn knowledge, we can take in knowledge, but for knowledge to turn into wisdom, we have to apply knowledge. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then understanding comes from the application of knowledge where now you're doing it and from doing it, you get experience. Right. And in experience, you get understanding. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. We can gain knowledge. Mm -hmm. We can learn knowledge. Um, We can get wisdom by applying knowledge. Then we get understanding by experience. Think about riding a bike. The whole process of riding a bike. Think about it. Is okay. You, first of all, you watch somebody ride, and then you're like, "I want to do that. I want to do that." And then now somebody's trying to teach you or tell you about what you need to do and how you got to pedal and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. All right, and and they give you a full explanation of it. Yeah. Let me ask you: if I if you didn't know how to ride a bike, and I explained to you the best way possible to explain how to ride a bike, could you ride a bike? Absolutely not. Because <laughs> riding a bike, you can't learn, you can't read about riding a bike mm-hmm. and ride a bike because there's so much other stuff that has to happen within your understanding in the process of riding a bike. Right. And you won't know how to ride it until you ride it. Yeah. That's, That's right. what we're talking about with experience. Experience 
gives understanding. Mm -hmm. So wisdom, the principal thing, and get wisdom. Now I got to get understanding. That means I got to apply my 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 not apply the knowledge so that it'll be wisdom, and then continue to do that so I can gain experiences, so I can gain understanding. understanding. Amen. All right. <laughs> so the second thing that I want to tell you to do is put your trust in God. Amen. Put your trust in God. When you get conflicting invitation, just trust God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, very familiar passage. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Amen. So when you come to that crosswords or that conflicting invitations mm -hmm. and you don't know which direction to go, the text is telling us to trust God, right? Acknowledge God in all of your ways. So now here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm in this way of conflict. Yeah. And I want to acknowledge God. And it says, well, God will direct your path. He'll tell you which invitation to accept. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to which invitation will you accept? All right. Uh, we'll write this down. I'm going to ask the question again. It's on your paper. And write this down. Why is it difficult at times to choose wisdom? Why is it difficult? at times to choose wisdom. Okay, so what we have here is our practical conflict. You know, when we have a, a, a literal, practical, live, real world conflict, example, as I used earlier, I got two invitations to meetings that happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's a practical conflict. Yeah. What often happens when we face a practical conflict is it reveals our internal conflict. Mm -hmm. All right. It reveals our internal conflict. Our real world conflict reveals the conflicts that's happening yeah. on the inside of us. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, so I want to address that and I want to address a couple conflicts inside of us that makes it difficult for us to choose wisdom. Number one, write this down. You are conflicted by your own need for knowledge. You are conflicted by your own, by your need for knowledge. We all have a need for knowledge. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church 
where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. If we make sure we see the conflict, then we will see the differences in foolishness and wisdom's call. And we'll see the differences in foolishness invitation and wisdom's invitation. Mm-hmm. But if we're not, if we're not in our right mind, though, we will think they're the same. And that's when we get caught. They're yeah. not the same. Yeah. Thank you for listening.